0: The Dave Campbell's Texas yeah, Football Show, beautiful, Texas. It, it is Texas football today. A show coming to you for the 687th time. <sighs> My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre Internet show. I'm sitting in this chair, sitting over in that chair, making us sound good today, celebrating his 44th birthday today. Happy birthday. He's prisoned. Jermaine Clement. (laughs)
1: Have you watched the new special on HBO? No,
0: I haven't. Is it good? The flight, he is one. If you don't know, he's one half a Flight yeah, of the
1: Conchords. Yeah, uh, it's good. Yeah, yeah. I definitely think they've lost some of their zeal, but I don't really blame them.
0: When you have a, so, when you have a kid, um, you start looking for things that you can consume in an hour on at any time, <laughs> uh, just like you know. One hour, one hour chunks. That's what you get, and so we've been watching a lot of stand up mm-hmm. uh, lately on yeah, Netflix. Yeah, there you go. Um, and my wife, I think my wife would marry John Mulaney now.
1: Oh, sure. I think she. Uh, yeah.
0: We watched Kid Gorgeous last he's, night. He's
1: like the only man on earth a little pontier than you.
0: Pontier is that a word? It is today. Okay. <laughs> and sitting to my right, the patented Skinner burgers to my steamed hams, are West ha! African prince, That's a good one. Ishmael Johnson. Welcome back, buddy. Thanks, man. We, we kicked you off the show yesterday. Yeah. And
1: there's uh, always that element of when we kick Ishmael off where he's like- Where no one tells me. He's like, we don't tell <laughs> yeah, him- Yeah, we, really, we, we really want really to forget you. We don't tell him until the <laughs> last second, but then he's like sort of alarmed, but also fine with it because <laughs> yeah, he has it's like, t- time to oh, do things now.
0: Oh, oh, I have 45 minutes
1: now. Okay. Uh, there's He goes like through three emotions in like four seconds.
2: It's like, huh, they really didn't tell me. Huh, yeah. They really never came to tell me. Okay, yeah. all right, bye. <laughs> I guess I got stuff to do,
0: yeah. and I guess I don't have to, to work. Be
1: fair, to be fair, I find out from Tepper like 20 minutes before we start. Correct. Right. And then I run in here and do everything, and I'm like... Correct. Do we need ish? <laughs> oh, right. I guess, I guess well, we do. Well, all right. Anyway.
0: Uh, Ishmael is our, part- is 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 our right. par- part-time course. tuned machine is we're saying. Part-time It's the off-season guys. <laughs> part-time courses. Today's Thursday, January 10th, 2019. 322 days until Thanksgiving. Episode 687. 687, the OPS for your Vittori Alba in his illustrious Texas oh, Rangers man. career. 162 there you go. games in 2011 and 2012. I believe
1: that's an MVP 05. Uh, I bet he was around. He was, he was probably on the Rockies then? Probably. Um, on today's show,
0: guys, we've got a couple of uh, football quick hits, basically things that are not big enough to um, warrant their own segment, and yet we have enough of them to talk to, to cram them all together. Uh, it is, um, what it is, is it's the leftovers of 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 this show. Yeah. It's like, you know you know when you know do you guys ever have a night where you just say, I'm gonna eat out of the fridge? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what we to call, this, call this segment. What's, what's left in there? Eating out of the football fridge. Yeah. <laughs> that's what today's showing. <laughs> that's what that show is. And then back half of the show we're gonna do we'll continue our series of that's college football post mortems. We're gonna break down the UTEP minors, what went right, what went wrong, what we can look forward to in tw- two thousand and nineteen. Okay. Um, Let's get to those. Uh, the, let's eat out of the football fridge. Um, <laughs> let's get to some quick hits. Let's start with some breaking news this morning from our own Matt Stepp, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, High School Football Insider. Matt Stepp, breaking the news that I'll be honest, he had kind of whispered to us. Yeah, it's uh, been a couple days. A that couple we've known days and said, We think this is coming yeah. down. It's now come down. Um, there's going to be a new head coach of the Alito Bearcats. Meet the new boss, uh, same the, as the old boss. The defending 5A <laughs> Division II state champions are making a change. Uh, Steve Wood is going to move into the athletic director role for A, uh, Alito ISD, and so you're wondering, well, what happened to the present uh, uh, athletic director, um, Tim Buchanan? What's he going to do? Well, he's going to be the head coach. Whoop, <laughs> they're, just gonna, they're just going <laughs> to switch jobs. Yeah, uh, They're just going to change jobs. Um, I don't know. Basically, from what I understand, from what Steph's telling us, it's so basically Tim Buchanan, he's he's getting close to retirement. He wants to, uh, he's getting, and he's been kind of hinting at that for a little bit. And from what we understood was that moving out of the head coaching job and giving it to, and and it going to Steve Wood was kind of his way of starting that process of retiring Mm -hmm. was I'm going to be, I'm going to get out of the head coaching job. I'm going to stay involved, be the athletic director, and then I'm going to retire. Yeah. But apparently,
1: what had happened was he's got the itch,
0: (laughs) (laughs) and so um, Tim Buchanan, who won, I think, five of their eight titles. Does that sound right? That sounds right. Six, maybe. Uh, They have eight total, and I want to say they. I know Steve
1: has at least two. Steve
0: Wood has two. And then I want to say they had one from way back in, like, the 80s or, yeah, like, the 70s. Like nine, yeah, And then And like then uh, Tim Buchanan oversaw the other five. Uh, so he's coming back to be the new old head coach of the um, – the, the once-and-future coach of the Alito Bearcats. Um, uh, it will be Tim Buchanan and Steve Wood will take the athletic director job. And now it sounds like Steve Wood is going to be on that path of, like, oh, I'm going to start the process of retiring. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I fully expect him to be coaching next year, yeah. but I guess it's something. So anyway, Alito will have a new head coach. Um, it's
2: kind of news, but like, it's, you know, like what's going to change? Right. They're just going to win more? I don't They're going to win. I mean,
0: let's say, <laughs> It's well,
2: like, uh, they're going to still win. I we don't. will say this. Um, Steve Wood,
0: in his five years at Alito, went 75-4. and four, <laughs> So he averaged 15 wins a year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's pretty darn good, and he, of course he won two state championships in those five seasons. Um, Was it two or
2: three? Two. Was it two? Yeah,
0: okay. he he won two because he won in his first year, mm-hmm. and then um and then he won this past year. right. It's okay. a uh, okay. and so now he is um he's going to be the athletic director. Uh, it it again I I it's obviously news because it's a prominent program changing coaches, but it's like okay, it just kind of seems like new guy is same as the old guy. It's just going to be like. Steady as she goes, still yeah. gonna be awesome. Still probably gonna start the year as the favorite to win five A Division two. Yep.
1: Yeah. Right. I think there's like a lot of people that wonder. I yeah. I got a text from Corey Hogue, our college football insider, mm-hmm. college small college football insider, and he was like, "Oh man, what does this mean?" And I'm like, "I don't know. I don't think there's. Probably. Nothing. I could be wrong." And Nolan Ruth is like, "I know he's in our comments a lot. And I know he knows more about Alito, but it honestly just sounds like." It was never a secret that Tim was like, I kind of miss coaching. Yeah, and they probably went to Steve and they're like, Would you like a pay raise to not have to work as much?
0: Yeah, or to work in a different way. Yeah, yeah. to
1: just not have to be on call all the time about mm-hmm. the football team. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It just I don't. I haven't heard anything that's like, Oh, and someone's no. upset. No, it no, no, it no, no, genuinely no. sounds like this is just kind of like, Sure.
0: Yeah, I think that I think that these are two guys who are getting closer to retirement, yeah. and I think that Tim Buchanan went to him and said, "Hey, I want to coach one more time," uh, yeah. and Steve Wood was like, "Okay." I'll no, take, No I'll one also says job.
1: Wood won 18. sixteen, eighteen. Three, thank you. Yeah. Um,
0: that yeah, I would say this is um, yeah, I would say that this is this is. Not a non-story, because, but like if you're if you're digging in and you're wondering, ooh, is there intrigue in Alito? It's like, yeah, no. no. I, think that this I don't is, think so. I think yeah. these guys are all on the same page, and they've just kind of... Uh, yeah, I'm going to take a break for a little bit. You
2: yeah. coach. Like, exactly. oh, I'll take a break for yeah. a little bit. You coach. Yeah. So Tim
0: Buchanan will be the head coach. Uh, by the way, this is bit pending board approval, which...
1: Uh, this would not uh, be Aren't a, these two the board? These right. two were <laughs> around they've been around against
0: this you out of, if ar- vote us, you're out of that They board. have yeah. been around Alito long enough to to not ask questions they don't know the answer to. So yeah. that, that, that it technically is not done until the board approves it, but right. that we sure. anyway. Yeah. Um there was an almost coaching change. Uh two of them actually. Oh, yeah. Um let's start with the one in Baylor, Matt Rule. Uh, What he did interview, from what we understand, Mm -hmm. he did interview for the New York Jets job, um, and um, from what you know, depending on who you ask, I believe they're going to end up hiring Adam Gase. Is that right? I think that's yeah. Everything is
2: closing in on Adam Gase, the former Dolphins coach.
0: Uh, He's going to be the new head coach of the uh, the Jets. It sounds like. Matt Rule uh, texted his his staff and said, "All right, I'm staying. Let's get back to work." And mm-hmm. so uh, he's going to stay. He, Matt Rule is not leaving Baylor this year. He's going to stay at Baylor uh, at least for now in 2000 uh, for 2019. Um, obviously, that's good news for Baylor. They they didn't want to start going through a coaching search uh, for the second time in three years, really the third time in four years if you consider you know Jim Grobe. Yeah. Uh, but I will say, this is now twice in two years that he has flirted with. It, to varying degrees, depending mm-hmm. on reports, uh, flirted with the NFL. I think that if you are a Baylor fan, and I think most Baylor fans know this, mm-hmm. but I think if you are if you are a Baylor fan and you're expecting him to be at this job for
2: ever and ever, mm-hmm. I think you're probably not going to get that. He's I think probably that, the Bill, he's probably the Bill O'Brien of the yes. Penn State job, where it's like, yeah, get this back on, yeah, get it back on track. And leave it better than, yeah, yeah, and then someone takes over from there, takes it to. Yeah. Takes it from there and he goes on to whatever he does, it sounds in like the NFL. It sounds like he wants to go to the NFL.
0: He would not flirt twice in two years with the NFL now if d- he had no interest in going to right. the NFL.
2: And I know that I know that the Jets are kind of a dream job for him. Mm-hmm. Like he grew, grew up in New York, he's from the East Coast. Mm-hmm. I know he kind of sees it as that. Um and I and I from what I've read, it was more like the situation wasn't right as opposed to mm-hmm. him picking Baylor. It yes. was mostly like the Jets wanted him to keep a lot of the staff or they wanted and to hire a staff for games. him and he wasn't I mean that I don't know any coach that would ever agree to that sure. type of situation. Um and so I think that it was mostly him saying that's not the right fit as opposed to I'm picking Baylor over the Jets.
0: I agree with that. I think you're right. Um but the the, the end game is that for twenty nineteen it looks like Matt Rule will be the coach yep. of the Baylor Bears again. Which is a win for Baylor. And uh speaking of wins for Texas in state teams. Yes. <laughs> um so, Cliff Kingsbury, our friend, yep. uh, the friend of the program, uh, Cliff Kingsbury, um, is the new head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, if you hadn't heard that. He got hired by the Cardinals uh, to be their next head coach, uh, which is, uh, I think people are scratching their head and saying, oh my gosh, wasn't he you know, not good at, at, um, at, at tech? I would say that coaching in college and coaching in the NFL are different, and there's obviously people who believe that his style is a lot more suited for the NFL in any case. Um, there were reports yesterday that he had identified who he wanted to be his offensive coordinator. And his offensive coordinator that he had identified was Jake Spavital. Here, Here's the thing about that, though. Jake <laughs> Spavitol kind of, has a job. Kind of busy. <laughs> <laughs> Jake Spavitol, uh, if you missed it, which it's been the holidays, maybe you did, um, is the new head coach at Texas State. Um, and there were rumblings that this was coming down the pike. Mm-hmm. Well, he tweeted yesterday, hashtag eat him up. Uh, with the, I think the sunglasses emoji. sunglasses emoji. Uh, so by all accounts, Jake Spavital. I,
2: I was under the. Con- I was under full cynical. Yes, yeah. the tweet also read, said uh, tweeted from New Falls. I was like, Oh, he's at Cliff's house. He's already taking the job. <laughs> <laughs> he's taking the job. The this the is the eating eat knife. Up, yeah, the eat him up emoji with the sunglasses. I was like, Those that's supposed to be Cliff. Like those are Cliff sunglasses, We're Ray, ray Bans that he has on. Eat him up, Cardinals. Right, exactly. This is all like 100. <laughs> he's gone. He's out the door. Um, no, no, it's it, it's a huge win for Texas State, obviously. Sure. And I think it shows Jake Spavodol's preference. Yes. Because. A lot of people are saying uh, the news was coming out that Cliff's going to be calling plays and saying, mm-hmm. "Oh, J- uh, Jake wouldn't take a job if he's not calling plays." That doesn't matter. No, Matt Lafleur wasn't calling plays for the Los Angeles Rams, and he, in two years, he's the head coach of the Packers. You just need your foot in the door. Yes, and so I kind of figured he's gone. Jake Spavado is yeah. gone. But I think that he might just like college better. Yeah, like he and, might just uh, because if you look at it, Arizona can pay him more than Texas State. Yes, um, it's obviously a high-profile job. With being the NFL and being the uh, coordinator to Cliff Kingsbury in that yeah. position,
0: and once you get into that NFL mixer, yeah. you kind of just you can ride that for fifteen years. Right, different he could job. be a head.
2: He could be a head coach within five years, no doubt, mm-hmm. in the NFL. And so it might just mean that he's been wanting a head coaching job in college for so long that he's like, I'm, I'm gonna stay here and I get this done. I don't think he's wedded to Texas State. I think if things go right, he's there for three years max. Mm-hmm. Right, but. I think that he's, uh, yeah. I think I think that it shows that he's been waiting for a head coaching job in general. Yeah. He's like, I want to, I'll do this my own way.
1: Isn't there like an argument too? It's like you get your first head coaching job and you leave in like two weeks. Will you ever get another? Head right. Yeah. Coaching job for yeah. The rest of your life. There's certainly you know?
0: something to be said for that. Yeah. Um, so, um, Jake Spavittal will be the head coach of Texas State. Uh, there are a lot of near Love misses. What we're saying. <laughs> Finally, um, it is draft declaration season. Um, everyone's kind of waiting to see if Kyler Murray declares the NFL draft. The Oakland A's apparently think he's going to. Uh, the deadline's Monday, is that right? Yeah. Something like that. It's it's next week. It's Mostly early next like, week. Yeah. Uh, one guy in the state of Texas who is going pro, uh, Lil' Jordan Humphrey, the receiver for Texas, the leading receiver for, for the Longhorns, is going pro, going to skip his senior season. Um, he had a, a monster year, 86 catches, 1,176 yards, nine touchdowns, a 71% catch rate. Decent. Um he was uh, he was there he was undoubtedly you know in, in a year where we thought that it was going to be the Colin Johnson show, mm-hmm. um, it ended up being little Jordan Humphrey who was the top target for Sam Ellinger, um, and so yeah it's, it's you know it's it's uh, disappointing I think for Texas fans but you got to go chase that money Playboy yep and um, and so little Jordan Humphrey is going pro and he figures to be pretty highly sought after
2: yeah it's it's he's he's gonna kill at the combine. Yes. Right, there's still some things he has to work out. Obviously, with maybe some route running issues, mm-hmm. some little technical things here and there. But you just look at him and you watch him play this year. This dude just made plays. He did all over the field. Uh, Colin, it helped Colin Johnson as well uh, flourish a little bit. Obviously, he's coming back, so you know he'll get to show that he can do some stuff without little Jordan Humphrey as a uh, kind of taking some pressure off of him. But teams are going to see that. He's just that big receiver yeah. that every team needs right now when, they're going this, when everybody's doing this vertical, wide-open offense. You need that one guy. I
0: think he's a, think he's a good one, but mm-hmm. he could be like a dynamite number two receiver right. on, a, on an NFL team. Right, if he had the, the Will Fuller rule in yes. Houston, right, where exactly. they have
2: DeAndre Hopkins across from him, it's like, oh, they're putting him one-on-one with somebody. Just, just muscle him out. It's going to ah, be easy. <laughs> I think you're right.
0: So those are uh, that is eating out of the football fridge uh, for today, <laughs> January 10th. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, Talking Football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Campbell's, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football and recruiting all across Lone Star State. I want to invite you to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. It's our subscription package. If you like this show and you want to support it, become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Uh, we're not just asking you for money, though. You get good stuff for it. You get 2018 recruiting edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football mailed directly to you right now. uh, Profiling more than 400 prospects around the state. You also get pre-order for the 2019 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, the Bible of Texas Football, uh, the magazine you know us for. Profiling every high school football, college football pro uh, team in the state. We probably got to figure out what we're going to do about the XFL in a couple of years, but (laughs) in any
1: case. I I was talking to Shahan about this. Yeah. Not to interrupt your spiel, but you're fine. You don't care. I've done it a hundred times. We were out at the College Gridiron Showcase, (laughs) and lots of people were talking about the AAF and the XFL. Yeah. And we were like, okay, at what point at Dave Campbell's do you decide, well, now they have to be in the magazine? You can't do it from the outset because that's going to be fruitless. It might be a lot of wasted energy for leagues that may not even start. Mm -hmm. They may go bankrupt before they start. Yep. My thought was five years. If in five years they are financially sound and people are actually interested, at that point you go, we have decided people care, and thus, we're cool. on board. It's good. That's, That's good. a long time from now.
0: Yeah, because it doesn't start till 2020. Right.
1: Right. right. So you're talking 2025 before you even have to think about it. I'll be dead by then. Probably. Mm-hmm. Hank will have risen and taken you down.
0: About time by then. <laughs> At that point, he'll be, what, almost six? <laughs> <laughs> Better. Anyway... Uh, You get pre-over the 2019 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, which will not include XFL teams. Uh, Subscribers got a week early last year. You also get a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com. Computer rankings of every Texas high school football team. Computer projections of every Texas high school football game. uh, Insider podcasts. Insider interviews with coaches. uh, Insider recruiting stuff from our friends at Next Little Athlete and Greg Powers. Uh, Texas Football Today extras, all all sorts of good stuff. All that for the low low price of nineteen ninety five for an entire year. Nineteen ninety five for an entire year, or twenty bucks for two magazines and a year's worth of content. It's pretty good. Makes a great gift as well. It's TexasFootball.com slash insider to become a David Campbell's Texas football insider. Let's continue our series of college football postmortems. Um and this one's gonna be messy. Mm. Um, let's talk about the UTEP miners. Um, the UTEP miners don't
1: everyone cheer at once.
0: Uh the Utah <laughs> Miners finished one and eleven. Uh that one win was over uh Rice on the road at Rice, which is kind of amazing. Mm. Um but the one thing so so um the one thing before we get into this, I will say that they were better than I think their record indicates. If you look at the way that they played how how much they, better. Not a ton better. Are they a but two they, win team instead of a one win th- but team? But they which played they played a lot of close games. Okay? Mm-hmm. They lost to Tennessee by 24. I know that doesn't seem close, but on the road, at, at I think people thought they were going to get buried. Sure. Um, they lost to New Mexico State by 7. They lost to North Texas by 3. They lost to UTSA by 9. Mm-hmm. Lost to at Louisiana Tech by 7. Um... Yeah, there were a number of games. Look, you know, I'm not here to, to sell you on them as a good team. Right. I'm I'm here to sell you as the 2018 UTEP Miners as a one and 11 team. That it would not have been a surprise if they had gone three and nine, which is still a bad team. <laughs> right. But right. That's all I'm saying is yeah, that this team is. I think. I think the 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 way the style in which they lost it's like games. the
1: world's worst pitch. I know. <laughs> this team
2: is bad, not horrendous.
0: <laughs> yes. This team is bad. Not embarrassing. <laughs> but bad. So let's talk about this. Let's talk about the UTEP Miners. Let's talk about what went right. And it's, it's, it's kind of, again, they played a lot of close games. Uh, so there's obviously something to be said for that. But yeah. what went right, m- almost all of it is going to be on the defensive side because we're going to talk about the offense in the mm-hmm. next segment. And it was not very good. Um, the defensive side actually um, did pretty well. They were pretty decent on third down, they were actually pretty decent. Um, On passing downs, as they call. um, So for for uh, those who don't know, passing downs are, um, you know, third and third and six, obvious passing situations. Mm -hmm. Um, Second and
2: ten. Yes, second second
0: and ten passing downs. They were pretty good on that. Uh, They were actually pretty decent in the secondary as far as not letting you complete a ton of passes. Uh now they gave up a lot of big plays, but that's neither here nor there. Right. <laughs> um they're they're pretty good at keeping you from breaking off big runs. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of little things that they were actually okay at. Their Not great. Secondary was solid.
2: Their secondary, secondary was solid. Like, secondary
0: was mostly okay. Yeah. I mean that that's 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 the thing to, to kind of build on in Dana Dimmel's first
2: year. And but, by the mean when we say okay, we mean like you know, Average. top seventy, yes. Which like, you know, for them,
0: we're, all we're looking for 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 you know, since we're grading on a curve here, yeah.
2: we're looking for things in the top half of the nation, right? Right. Considering Those- that every other every other metric is probably top one hundred. like if they can get a little statistic in the 80s 70s range now the problem that's cool
0: no problem is that kahani smith and nick needham and caleb were all seniors
2: but in any case hey you know what it's not yeah so so if you're (laughs) looking for
0: positives from the 2018 utep minors you're gonna go to the defense and really i think you're gonna go to the back half of the defense there's that uh so what went wrong um pretty much the entire offense the the offense was totally totally stuck in the mud um, they could not pass the ball Mm-mm. for anything. Nope. They they thought that Kyle Oxley was going to come in and, and be able to be that guy. He wasn't. Uh, they turned to Brandon Jones at one point. He wasn't. They turned to Ryan Metz at one point. He wasn't. None of them. None of them were any good. Part of it is, and a big part of it is, their offensive line was bad, bad, real, real bad. Um, they were terrible. Um, they and, and their, uh, in their in. On what they call blitz downs, okay? Mm-hmm. So, uh, third and five, when they're going to come after you, they gave up a sack 22.8 percent of the time. Huh. That is not good. The uh. sack rate was terrible. They were a hun- uh, they they were 128th in sack rate, gave yeah. up sacks on 12.8 percent of their dropbacks. The offensive line was very very bad, um, and and as a result. They couldn't get anything going offensively. The offense, um, according to S P Plus, was 126th in the nation. That's that's very <sighs> bad. That's very 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 bad. That's and,
2: and four from the bottom. And and
0: yes, and it's not just that they couldn't sustain drives. It's okay. like you can live on not being able to s- sustain drives if you hit home runs. They yeah. had no explosiveness, yeah. like none. It was very very bad. The, the offense just. Not good. Mm. That's just not good. And by the way, they turned the ball over too much. They turned the ball over. Their their turnover margin was minus 17. Second worst in the nation. Minus 17. Can't do that. Okay. So that's what went wrong. Uh, offensive MVP? <laughs> <laughs> um, you got to pick somebody. We're going to go Q Wadley. Um, the, yeah, the running back um, for them, uh, you know, finally healthy. Uh, he ran the ball for 627 yards and seven touchdowns. I think you can make an argument that he was their most consistent player on a team that lacked pretty much any sort of consistency. And with a lot of
1: new offensive linemen.
0: Yes, exactly. With an all, Running behind an offensive line that didn't do him any good. Um, Very young offensive line. I think Q Wadley is probably the offensive MVP for this 2018 uh uh, attack, and, and by the way, he comes back. He was just a junior last year, so that's that's a positive thing heading into 2019. Nothing
1: mm-hmm. makes me feel older than Q Wadley will be a senior next year. Oh my god. <laughs> I
0: remember watching him at Kennedale. Yeah. makes me very sad. Yeah. Um, defensive MVP. I think there's a lot of places you could go. I'm going to go with A.J. Hodgkins, their linebacker. Probably the safe pick. Um, he led the team in tackles, 89 tackles. uh led the team in tackles for loss. led the team in sacks. led the team in run stuffs. Um, he was a guy who was probably their most again their most consistently excellent player. I believe he was second team All Conference USA. Um, this kid was was really solid uh, as a senior there for AJ Hodgkins. That's the problem is that he was a senior. Um, this was a um, yeah. I think that overall he was probably their best overall player. Mm-hmm. Uh, was AJ Hodgkins um, a guy who I th- you know there's a reason he was basically their only pick for the All Conference All CSA team. Yeah, uh, it's because he was really they, they're standout leader and you could see watching utep they re- they lean towards him to make plays defensively so aj Hodgkin's our defensive mvp for the 2018 utep minor so let's take an early look ahead to 2019 Be the second year under coach dana dimmel um the good news if you want the good news is that you can blame the offense for being bad on the offense being young pretty much everyone is coming back um you know, from a from an offensive line perspective, from a running game perspective, uh, from a quarterback perspective, um, with the exception of Ryan Metz, I think they've got to mm-hmm. find a quarterback. I don't think they can think Kyle Oxley or Brandon Jones are the guy. They're going to need to find a quarterback. Um, one of the problems offensively is that they are pretty getting wiped out from a receiver perspective. Uh, Warren Reddicks is gone. Terry Juniel is gro- gone. David Lucero is gone. Uh, they're going to need to find some weapons on the outside. Uh, and then the other side of that is that if you want to look at the defense and say, oh, the defense was a, you know a, a, not great, but it was a bright spot. Yeah. Uh, a lot. <laughs> A.J. Hodgkins, Kahani Smith, Jamar Smith, Dick Needham, Kalen Beverly. Yeah, there's do some reloading. All gone. Yeah. Uh, they're going to need to find some guys to step up defensively.
2: I'm looking at their schedule. It's not terrible on conference. I mean, their toughest test is probably hosting Nevada. Um, mm-hmm. They go at Tech, but, at, you know, Matt Wells still seeing what he's gonna do. I'm not saying they're gonna win. Sure. but it's not a, it's not gonna be a blowout. Probably uh, they host Houston Baptist uh, at New Mexico State it was a close uh, game this year. You've Gotta win that game. Guys. Uh, you, you gotta, gotta you win the, win the rivalry time. game. You gotta win the rivalry game. And this big stretch right here, it's gonna be to open up Conference USA at FIU, at North Texas, at Southern Miss, at UAB you got you to survive that you got to survive that you got to steal <laughs> one of those you, you can't have 30 point blowouts for like Correct. that stretch you gotta stay it's help. gonna yeah. be tough gotta, those, that's a that's a bad because that can to bury happen.
0: you because yeah. the the schedule does lighten up after that but you got to yeah. be able to survive that so that's our utep um um post-mortem. Obviously not a great first year for Dana Demmel, 1-11, right. but I will say that I think there are signs of life, and if you can get a decent recruiting class in there, and, and you can kind of lean on some of these young guys, then I think that there could be reason for
2: optimism. Conference USA is not very good right it's now. Not like, it's not very good. It's a good time to, you yeah. know, to, if you, you want to spark up something, it's not. Yeah. If we look up and UTEP is like, you know, they win four games actually, are like, oh, look at that!
0: Uh, it yeah. would not be a surprise. Yeah. That's, that's exactly conference right.
2: Conference USA is right for the
0: taking. So, uh, that is our
2: UTEP post And by taking, I mean four wins. They're not, right, they're not yeah, winning yeah, the win. Right, yeah, yeah. No so, crazy <laughs> but it, you're right there
0: are times when you when conference USA has just been a bunch of really good teams duking it out now is not that time you got a lot of new head coaches and Charlotte
2: mm-hmm. has a new head mm-hmm. coach you got a lot of a lot of restructuring going on that's it'll get better <laughs> that is our
0: utep postmortem and now we go to Max Thompson for America's second favorite segment final thoughts it's a
1: good time to come to final thoughts Jesse Lc Wyatt says the Longview Lobos parade was like a concert last night. Nice. Hashtag 2018 State Champs. Nice. Nice. Uh, he also says. Oh, we got. What? I was going to see. The, yeah. This, the shirt, the, this yeah. is the next thing. Oh, Jesse okay. wants to know why we don't have a Longview Lobos logo hanging in the back. Come on, guys. They pulled it off at, after 81 years. Where's the love? All right. Oh. So, so this pick is. Pick up easy. the camera. I'm going to pick up my camera. This is, and, watch this. And I will show you, sir, the shirt in the corner. Hello,
2: Right
0: over
1: up there. Up in that oh. right-hand corner. That is a Lobo shirt that Greg Tepper felt the need to buy. He bought that <laughs> shirt when he was in Longview for the season opener against Lufkin, and he yep. texted us and he's like, We need this Lobo shirt on our wall. Now, I will grant you, it's not in a prime real estate spot, but that will change. They're all Velcro. We're going to move the panels around as time goes on, but there is a Longview shirt there. So yeah. don't worry, Jesse. We got gotcha. you. <laughs> we got gotcha. you. That and
0: was the most exciting thing we've ever done. That the show. is one of the most exciting things <laughs> we've ever done. He picked uh, up the
1: move to the camera. Second. Part of all that is, he goes. What do you think of their chances of repeating next year with haynes back at quarterback? I like them. I don't. We'll have to look at the numbers, but yeah, I, they will be one of the better teams in Division Two again.
0: Hmm. Um. Yeah. The, I got. I got. I've. I've got to be honest. I've got to kind of get my mind together on yeah. exactly what Two is that. going to look like. It's but when you've got a quarterback. You're going to have a shot. Yep. Um, and we don't know how Longview reacts as a defending champ. So that's going to be interesting. Yeah, target's to on the back now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Um, yes. Uh, Maverick Cassidy. This is. Okay, so I'm just going to throw this out now. If you have enjoyed your football talk for the day. And are hoping that we won't talk about soccer with the last thing today. Oh, we go. What this, we got this. Is got where, this is where we'll take you, you. You are free to go. <laughs> what we got? So Maverick Cassidy was like, uh, you know, Miziel basically started this whole thing with. Uh, well, now that football's over, I guess there's nothing to watch. Thinking emoji, right? You right. Know, kind of like because uh, Miziel's a big soccer fan. Sure. Big soccer fans in this room. We were actually our pre-show today would have just been us talking about QPR and the championship. So we are. Giant nerds. And if we're going to make it even bigger, soccer nerddom here to finish the show. Maverick goes, I just started watching soccer this year, and I realized, holy crap, it's almost year-round. I'm really interested in the CONCACAF Champions League. Now, let me tell you about the CONCACAF
2: Champions League. Oh, boy.
1: I was once like you, Maverick. (laughs) I thought, this is fun. I like the other Champions League, and now you're telling me there's a Champions League with teams that I know nearby in it. I can't show my favorite, one of my favorite sports highlights of all time on here because we don't have the rights to it, Yeah, but I have it on my phone. And it's basically a CONCACAF Champions League game, I believe, between New York Red Bulls or Columbus Crew and a, the Jamaican team. Mm-hmm. The best club team in Jamaica. Jamaican. Let me tell you, that's a bad team. <laughs> basically, the clip is of a dude running across the face of goal just beyond the 18-yard box... Trying to turn and shoot. Yeah. And when he shoots, the ball goes outside the corner flag. (laughs) Hmm. So... Number one, that awesome. the that Concacaf awesome. Champions League is a fun idea that is far better in theory than practice because the teams are so, so bad. bad, so bad, so bad. And then Mizzell added, I, "I got into that last season. I'd really like for American soccer to finally get better. And when club soccer is off, international soccer is on, which is true as well. But the MLS I, is on. brutal.
0: Okay, can I can yeah. I can I suggest something? Go First on. of all, I am much I am more bullish on MLS than Max's. That's that's I am just too. a fact. Uh, Max does not like the MLS. My
1: issue with MLS is more that the structure is built to make the league not excel. Fine, fine. It's to keep it at a sure. level it's at. Whereas if they just let the competitive teams who want to spend money spend money, you'd get good players over here.
0: Okay, there's that. I think MLS is fine. You can watch MLS. But if you are a North American and you want your football fix, League of Mechs just started. It's true. And League of It's is... Wild. It's not... It's not it's great. Like,
1: it's like soccer meets wrestling. Yes, yeah. it's,
0: it's not great, but it is fun. Yeah. And everyone plays the same style which is why don't we just attack all the time? Yeah. <laughs> why don't we just see how many Defenders. goals we? Can <laughs> score? Yeah. Why don't we just see how many goals? Everything we
1: can about score? Liga MX is like super excessive. Like yeah. down from from like let's see how many goals we can score. Mm-hmm. Let's see how many Punches we can throw. Yeah, let's see how many ads we can fit on our jersey. It is. It's right. really yeah. fun. So <laughs> definitely a lot of ads. Uh, get on board, like hop on board Tigres or
0: hop on board Cruz Azul Pachuca or something like that. Something. Yeah, on, get, yeah, get one of those teams. Yeah. It'll be fun. uh If you really want your North American football fix and you don't want to wake up early on Saturdays to watch that, then then League of MX games are on. Like there will be like a game that kicks off at like 11 p.m. Yeah, stuff like that. Like it's, it's pretty cool. wild.
1: Yeah, but anyway. Just beware. I, I appreciate your enthusiasm for both Concacaf Champions League and MLS. What's the
0: What's the soccer uh, podcast you produce? Uh, Double Pivot. Uh, Double Pivot. I listen. Double Pivot. You should watch. You should listen if to Double Pivot. You
1: are a big soccer nerd. Analytic nerd. This is a this very. Is, I say nerd. Yeah. Because these guys are like, they're going to tell you why your team isn't good or is good, and the numbers, the numbers that explain it. And yeah. If you are game for that. Then the double pivot is your podcast.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. I actually listened to that before I knew Max produced it. So yeah, Both it's guys my secret gig. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: people are always like, "Wait, you're Max from." Behind the the virtual glass. Behind the virtual glass. That's my nickname on the show. Yeah. There you go. There you go. So there was your soccer. Sorry for anyone who stuck around and hoped that we might talk football again. That's going
0: to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com for Max Thompson and Ishmael Johnson. I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young. Please meet your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow for Friday fun of some kind. Sure. (laughs)